It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? Uh, we It would be an official episode 21, but we're going to make this the Senior Bowl draft special episode as we are hanging out on the phones with uh, two of our draft experts here you know him well from phoenix mr mike k how are you i'm doing well how are you a fantastic uh, enjoying the cold here and i'm uh, very jealous of where you're at and of course the man that brings us all together uh now for rivalryware.com mr dan Kloster. what's going on buddy Hey man, just uh, just enjoying our latest snowmageddon here. Uh, so guys, let's let's kind of get right into it. Uh, the first thing I want to ask you is how important is the Senior Bowl in general? I know a lot of GMs like to go through the interview process now, find out where a player's at. Eagles are doing something interesting, which I've read that nobody it looks like no other team is doing. Is they're actually measuring their knees and wrists to see how you know big they can expand and see what kind of weight they can fall into. But, uh, Dan, what what do you feel about Senior Bowl in general? How does this actually affect the scouting process? Well, the nice thing, the Senior Bowl, this is like the coach's first chance to have a real foray into the um, into the scouting process. You know, they don't look at tape on college players throughout the season because they have enough stuff going on to worry about. But now, especially with the Eagles, the last couple weeks has been team evaluations. And in the last week, you know, it's been the scout. They've the player personnel department with Howie have just been kind of going through the process with them, giving them players who they think they're going to like, who they want them to watch, who they want them to look out for at the Senior Bowl. So this is really where the coaches get involved. And that's, I mean, you know, coaches are going to have a big say on who gets picked. So that's why the Senior Bowl is such a, such a big event and always has been. And Mike, do you feel that there is somebody out there right now that the whole BGN world needs to be pay, uh, paying attention to? I mean, I think there's several guys. I think, uh, Two guys that Dan and I are very big fans of are Dee Ford from Auburn and uh, Jeremiah Adoacho from uh, from Georgia Tech. I think those are probably the two biggest uh, pass rushers at the Senior Bowl right now, and I think they're probably the guys that, at least for us two, you know, couch scouts, uh, those are probably our two favorite pass rushers outside of. I know uh, Dan likes the kid from um, uh, Smith, Marcus Smith. 
from uh, Louisville, but apparently he's not doing all that well. So what I see, you know, and to go on with Dan had said, I think it's also a really great opportunity for teams to see players that are playing different positions in college and they wouldn't the pros get put in those positions that they would potentially play in the NFL. Like there are guys that are defensive ends that might be a little too undersized to play a 4-3 defensive end, but they're getting looked at, you know, Sam linebacker or outside linebacker. Um, you know, there are guys that might not be fast enough to pay outside linebacker in a 3-4, so they're getting looked at the end and stuff like that. So I think that that's probably one of the more important aspects of the senior bowl. And, Dan, but, you know, Mike had mentioned uh, with D Ford and with uh, Atawachu, uh, are you uh, split really on it's any a, of those guys? It's a tauchu, guys, a tauchu. A tauchu, excuse me. See, I, uh, that's why you're here. You're the expert. Uh, it's that time of year where we can just pronounce everybody's name wrong. <laughs> exactly, and we won't get slammed for it. Uh, I, exactly. mean, I mean, between those two guys, it seems from what I've all read that, you know, that's exactly kind of what – the, uh, the Eagles are looking for something with speed, something with uh, yeah, pass well, rush. You need, yeah, exactly. Well, well they, you want in a pass rusher, you want speed, flexibility, and burst. Those are the big things that they can one get off at the snap, two bend around the edge and kind of get under the arm of these bigger offensive tackles who might not be as quick. And then you need that. I mean, that burst. It can either be off the line or it can kind of be in the middle where they just you know they go from zero to sixty in a split second and they can close on the quarterback quickly. So those are, I mean especially in a 3-4 where the uh, where the rusher is going to be standing up and getting a, a head start. You know, just they're not going to be leaning forward necessarily with their, in a three-point stance. So you need that kind of initial burst and flexibility and bend um, around the edge to get a pass rusher. Um, and guys like Atauchu and D Ford, I mean, D Ford's been the talk of senior bull. He's been just abusing tackles with his speed, <laughs> and then once he gets around them and they start overcompensating, he kills them with an inside move. So... I mean, his pass rush ability has never been in question. It was just that he he was he was not very good against the run, and teams would consistently run to his side. But as far as pass rushers go, he I think he's probably the most naturally gifted in the Senior Bowl. Uh, Taunchu is a guy you know I've talked about him before. I really like him a lot. Um, he's not he's not as um, I think he's got I think he's probably a notch below Ford in terms of pure pass rush ability. But I think he's a better overall linebacker. He got much better against the run this year. Um, you know, they both have really great motors. I just like Itachu overall a little more than Ford, but it's not such a huge difference. And then with a guy like Marcus Smith, is he's uh, he's bigger and longer, and I think stronger than both Itachu and um, D Ford. He's not the, he's not the same caliber pass rusher as both of them, but uh, but he is. I think he's he's really good against the run. He sets the edge, and I think that they're. There is some pass rush upside with him, but he's kind of—you just see him on tape, and he's just like long and athletic. I mean, he's noticeably bigger and longer than the other two, even though he's probably around the same height and weight. But he's got his his arms are a little under 34 inches, and I know that Ford and Atatcho, I think, came in just you know just over 32 inches, and that makes a big difference, especially when it comes to attacking blockers and getting your hands up in passing lanes. Mike, do you, do you tend to agree with all that? Yeah, I do. I mean, you know. Dan and I are pretty in sync when it comes to pass rushers. We were last year, I think this year. You know, I'll drop a, drop a name, and, you know, we both jump on the bandwagon. But it's mostly him dropping the name because he got a little bit of a head start on me. Um, you know, this is also a really great opportunity to see these guys in space, which is really important as a 3-4 as a linebacker. Um, you know, we didn't really see guys dropping coverage a ton, in, you know, in college. So this is a great, especially with Marcus Smith and um, – 
and re and sorry and Ford. Uh, it's a really good opportunity to see how they do with the linebacker position. I know they've been lining up everywhere. Um, J.A.S., I'll call him because I don't want to mess up his name again. Uh, <laughs> it ha- has been playing Sam in a 4-3 and just kind of see how he is in space. I think people see how he is as a pass rusher. They want to see how they, he can do in coverage. Um, the big thing for me, and I, I've brought this up for years, is, is the uh, three-cone at the combine. This is like our first chance to see how absolutely athletic these guys are before the three cone is a pass rusher if you if you're, if you're going to be a good pass rusher you got to have great mobility uh great hips and great change direction and that's what the three cone test so you know while these guys are looking great you know and in practice i'm really interested to see how well they do on the three cone and the combine and it kind of gives a little bit of a preview of their change of direction and their motion it's uh, mobility yeah, and guys, you know what I'm noticing from all the practice notes of the first two days here? I mean, it is very focused defensively for the Eagles. I don't see really any offensive players that they've talked to in the Senior Bowl itself. Um, have you guys know of anything that they might be looking for as far as offensive players goes? Have they kind of showed their hand at all a little bit in that sense? Not from, not from what we've heard or seen. You know, you'll, you'll have some of the big guys talking about how they haven't even talked to any offensive players, but... I, as much as we want to look into, you know, look really deep into who they're talking to and what they might want, I, I, I've seen scouts before say don't pay any attention to who they talk to. It's a lot of it's a formality stuff, and a lot of times, purposefully, teams won't speak to the guys who they really like. They'll wait for, you know, because they don't want to tip their hand, and they'll wait for the combine or they'll wait for personal visits or something like that. But, um, you know, it should definitely tell you where their priorities lie, at least, and that, that it's on the defensive side of the ball. And really, you know, after we, after we saw what the offense was able to do compared to the defense, it's not that much of a surprise, honestly. No, and one of the, uh, you know, again, taking it for uh, what you guys want to read into it, but the defensive lineman that I thought was kind of interesting uh, that they had talked to on the first day, Will Clark from uh, West Virginia, 6'6", 271. Uh, another DN, Brent Urban from Virginia, 6'6", 298. Uh, and then DeAndre Coleman, the D-tackle out of Cal, 6'5", 315. So, I mean, yep. that's, that's it's all about height. It's all about height and length, you know, with these guys. And, and it's Chip, Chip wasn't getting around when, the, you know, when he talked about that. And you're going to, you're going to see it in the secondary too. I fully expect us to take a safety who's six one, six two, two fifteen, and rangy. You know, um, I fully expect that to happen. So. Yeah, I, and Mike, do you think that is? Uh, I mean, if, if they're if they're potentially there on draft day, are those any one of those three guys uh, potentially Eagles prospects that you would give you know kind of tip your hat to? I'm a huge fan of Clark. I, I love what he showed at the Shrine game. He really played himself on to the Senior Bowl roster with that game. Uh, I, I I like his length. I think I think a lot of people get caught up in height and weight, but I think length is the thing that we really have to key on, and I think Dan touched yeah, on it. Length, length that is number. That's why they took Benny. You look at Benny Logan; he's not, you know, he might be six one, but what they really liked about him is that he had thirty four inch arms. That was the that was the big thing for them. So, if, if you're five if you're five ten, but you have, you know, you have the length in your arms to make make up for it as a cornerback, then you're going to be able to play bigger. So, Mike's Mike's completely correct that arm length and wingspan is is above height. I mean, ideally you'd like to have both, but with a, you know, not as many players are going to be as tall, so you kind of look for where they can make up for it, and arm length is certainly it. With Clark, I think he's 
still got a relatively thin frame. I think he can add a lot of pounds. He can be a really solid five tech. Um, you know, and he, he's got rush to him. So if that means you take out Cedric Thornton on third down and you put in Clark, I think that that's a pretty nice rotation there. Um, they do have an opening. I don't see them resetting Clifton Gators. I honestly would be surprised if Square makes the team again this year. Um, so, you know, they're going to have openings. I think they have an opening for a rotational five-tech and a no-tackle. And I think they're probably looking at no-tackles and, and, and the back and the rotational guy in the senior bowl class. Um, you know, I, I think the senior bowl has a lot of depth on defense. But offensively, you know, you brought up them not talking to offensive players. The underclassmen in this draft are so better offensively than the seniors. Yeah. It's like not even a comparison. It's like, uh, you know, you've got Kelvin Benjamin. You've got Sammy Morris. You've got uh, – uh, sorry, Sammy Mike Lockett, Evans. You've got Mike Evans. Uh, there, there's a plethora of talent. I mean, Jordan Matthews is easily the best wide receiver there. And I don't even know if they would – I mean, he's 6'3", and he's got a good weight. I don't know it off the top of my head, but – uh, he's probably the only wide receiver I would really target early, and then you got Cody Huffman, who who, was, who could be a really good red zone target. But they could have interviewed him at the hotel. You guys got to remember that, you know. Sorry, I know you guys know, but what we also have to keep in mind is they interview guys over at the hotel that the reporters don't actually get to see. So they could be handling offensive kids at the uh, the hotel and defensive guys on the field just because that's available to them, that's the practice that they're at, that's those are the talent that they like. And honestly, you know, the way the quarterbacks have been playing outside of Derek Carr, I'm not really sure you can get a good read on the offensive players in, in this in this game. I, I you know, from what I'm hearing, the entire north side looks atrocious. So uh, I think with that said, you're gonna be more interested in, in talking to the defensive players because you're seeing more of what they have than you build the offense. And and with that, Mike, I know it's hard to uh, – well, for both of you, really. I mean, I know it's hard to kind of get into a player's head, but if you, just like you said, if you're a wide receiver or a tight end or somebody that wants to show themselves and you're on the north side of the ball, what do you think is going through their heads right now? I mean, it's got to be frustrating. I'm sure it was frustrating for Chantrell Henderson to have the same tape as uh, Stephen Morris screwing up and holding on to the ball all the time. I mean, you know, it is, it, it is frustrating, but – you know, if they're open and they're running good routes, we're not going to hurt them. Uh, you know, if they're making good catches off of really bad throws, that's only going to help them. I think scouts are understanding in the fact that they know it's a two-way street with, you know, tight ends and wide receivers and quarterbacks. Um, you know, but with that said, they do need to step up. They do need to find some chemistry. It's tough to throw to a wide receiver that you've never thrown to. So it's not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, these quarterbacks suck. I mean, that is the case with Stephen Morris and, and some of the other players. But, you know, in reality, these guys are all new to each other. And, Dan, with that, I actually want to go – I mean, like, I kind of asked this at the top, but honestly, how much stock does that put into – uh, the scouting of a player. Like, if you know that stuff going in, how much is that really going to lower or raise the bar for that player? Is it is the senior bowl just practically to kind of get your buzz in before you go into the combine so people take a, a better look at you and that's pretty much it? No, I think, I think that's pretty much it. This is their chance to see you up close in person and not at your facility where, you're, you know, where they have to go through college coaches or through position coaches. And, you know, this is coaches now. They get to interact with these players on and off the field. They get to see their practice habits, how well 
they take to teaching, you know, who improves. So I think it's all just part of a part of the process here. You know, you can't when you get you get in big trouble if you you know if you put too much stock in the senior bowl where you have to remember you're just watching practice you're not watching these guys go up and heat a battle and then even during the game there are restrictions you know there's no blitzing or there's you know there it's it's kind of it's just a it's a glorified pre-draft process but the the nuts and bolts is really like where it really is advantageous is for the coaches to kind of glean information personal information about these players and, uh, you know, how they think that they'll be able to coach them or what they're going to be like off the field. So, you know, it's just one part of the process. But as they say, the tape remains the DNA. That's your <laughs> that's your job. That's your number one factor on the job resume. And granted, these you know, if these guys are considering themselves uh, couch scouts, then I am like, you know, the couch potato behind them way in the back and trying to figure this out. So I, I'm just going by, again, just eyes like any fan would do. But a couple of guys that, again, have been catching my name throughout the year and now are starting to generate some more buzz. We're going to switch into the secondary. Is that Stan Jean-Baptiste from uh, Nebraska? Uh, and also uh, Dante Johnson from North Carolina State. So, Mike, I wanted to get your thoughts on those two guys. And please feel free to add anybody that uh, you see that you would want to see in the secondary. Um, you know, I, I think that they both have size. I think they're both really physical cornerbacks. Um you know, I haven't watched all the tape on them, so I really couldn't go into great detail. I have seen what they've done at practices. I have seen a couple of games live. Um, but, you know, I think they're a talented group uh, of quarterbacks. I think this entire class is really, really good, especially with size. You know, um, uh, obviously Aaron Colvin went down, and that's kind of a bummer because the Eagles were looking at him. Um But, you know, I think there's enough talent in this class in general that they could find another guy with size. I can, I can, I haven't watched Dante Johnson, but I have watched Jean Baptiste, he of the French Revolution, <laughs> and um, I, I listen, he's got the size that you want, he's got, got the length that you want, and, but he needs to be in press man, which is his thing. He's great in press, because when he can get his hands on receivers and jam and re-wrap with the line, he's much worse in off man, because he doesn't, he's not, he's not the most fluid guy when it comes to turning his hips and running. I've seen him, he, he can, be a little awkward and get off balance, especially in space. But um, you know, kind of like with Namdi, when we saw him at his best, if you got him up on their best wide receiver and you let him use his arms to jam them and reroute them and disrupt them at the beginning, that's where he really excelled. You know, so you know, you got like everybody. Listen, everybody wants to find the next Richard Sherman, and anybody who's six two over two hundred pounds is going to get a Richard Sherman comp. But that's not necessarily, <laughs> you know, that's 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 easy. You know, Keith McGill is. Is Richard Sherman? You know anybody? Anybody uh, who has that? Uh, any, yeah, anybody who has those physical dimensions is Richard Sherman. But that's you know, it's it's as we know, it's the fallacy. So, but um, as, as from the cornerbacks, another couple guys, two small school guys actually, Lavelle Westbrooks from Georgia Southern and uh, Walt Aikens from Liberty. He's actually an Illinois transfer. Both guys who I know have um, somebody whose opinion I respect a lot. Um, personally, told me before the senior bowl to watch out for Westbrook but he was a guy that he really liked and I know that he's been you know they're both guys who need to adjust to this level of competition but I both know I know that they both have opened up eyes and uh, Aikens has that pedigree from you know he was at the University of Illinois before leaving for whatever reason I don't know if he was kicked out or what but um, they're both you know they both have I think they both come in right under six feet actually I have the um, I have the measurements here Walt Aikens is just under six one. He's 205 pounds, 
with 32 and a quarter inch arms, which is, that's, I mean, that's, that's you know, you're, you can basically call him 6'1 if you want. And he's got the, the height and he's got, you know, his arms aren't super long, but they're long enough. And for, for Westbrook, who's, you know, I, I have not seen his tape. I'm just going off of somebody else's who I have respect. But he's under six feet. He's 5'11 and 3'8", 195, with just under 32-inch arms. So, you know, they're not – they're both players who I know people have um, kind of taken a liking to at the Senior Bowl with potential. Um, it's actually funny. Lavelle Westbrook's and the guy who um, – Jalen Watkins, the guy the guy from the cornerback from Florida who Mike and I both like, they have almost identical measurements across the board except Westbrook's arms are a little longer. So, Well, you know, and sticking with the secondary guys, obviously the it's becoming a ridiculous, awful joke every time that the safety position is brought up. Hashtag next Dawkins, da-da-da-da-da. Still looking for safeties. Patrick Chung jokes, all, all that in the same. I mean, I understand that there's a lot of talent in the backfield in this draft, and one of the guys that's Kind of coming up on the radar uh, is Dion Buchanan. I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong with that from the uh, Washington State, but a guy a guy that played against Chip Kelly made some big plays against him in Oregon in 2001 and 2012. A guy that they've talked to, uh, Mike. What are your thoughts on him? Bigger guy uh, can really hit. Um, really huge, huge shoulders. If you look on tape, he looks like he's got enormous shoulders, which I'm always a fan of. I like big shoulders. You know, he does look like a linebacker. He um, makes really uh, good plays on the ball when it's in the air. Um, can play man. Uh, it's fine when, when he's doing uh, double teams. Uh, he can pick up the ball from pretty much anywhere on the field. He's got really good athleticism, but he's more of a – he can play in coverage and he can stop the run, but he's, he's more of a hybrid between – a free safety and a strong safety. And I think that's what's so great about the NFL now. You can, you have to be able to play both positions. And I think uh, Buchanan is the type of guy that can handle either free safety or strong. Uh, another guy at the safety position, he's a little smaller, but he's actually been a guy who I've, I liked since last year when I was doing tape. It's Jimmy Ward from Northern Illinois. Um, now he's smaller than Buchanan. He's more of a traditional free safety, and I don't know if he's going to kind of fit the bill as far as measurements go with the Eagles, but he's, he's a little over 5'10", 190, 191 pounds. He's got 31-and-a-half-inch arms, but he's just, I mean, his his coverage instincts, I think, are the best of maybe of any safety I've, seen, I've watched on tape. Um, you know, he doesn't have the luxury of being 6'2", 220 pounds, but everything else he loves about his game is athleticism, his ball skills, and he, you know what, he tackles well for a guy his size, um, He's always around the ball. He can he comes down and covers a slot, so you know you can use him as that way in your base defense. You don't have to switch up to your sub package and nickel. Um, it wouldn't. I mean, I've actually. I wouldn't have surprised me honestly if some teams wanted to see him as a cornerback exclusively. But you know, you kind of want him patrolling the center field and you know, kind of just making his way around, being able to help guys, being able to single up. What have I asked Patrick and James the last time we were on the show? Uh, you know, we were just creating a little bit of scenarios here, and I'm going to pretty much ask you the same question. Let's say they're, at, you know, the Eagles are right there at 22. There's uh, uh, Marquise Lee on the board. There's, uh, you know, uh, a ha-ha Clinton Dix uh, type of guy that's uh, there, and you know, maybe a low first round, uh, second round grade pass rusher that's available. What direction do you think you should go in that scenario, Mike? 
Um, I would personally go pass rusher. I mean, it depends on how far the, you have the grades. Like, if it's D Ford and you have him ranked 40th and you got HaHa ranked 20th, you're probably going to go with HaHa. Um, you know, if it's a you know, wide receiver, I mean, I don't think Marquise Lee really fits the, the size bill for the Eagles, especially with Deshaun on the, on the roster. Um, so I think you're probably getting into a discussion of whether it's going to be a pass rusher that you're somewhat reaching for. I mean, 40 isn't terrible. I mean, you probably do actually want to trade back if you want to go the pass rusher route. If you got him ranked 40th and you want to trade back to, like, 31st and get a third-round pick out of it, more power to you. But I think if you're if you're managing your board well, you're not going to reach, and you, you would go with ha-ha. I would, no matter, I'm, I'd probably go with, I'd go with the safety there and see if you can get the pass rusher in the second round, especially, you know, like Mike said, if there's a, that big a discrepancy between your grades, then, you know, then you go with ha-ha. But even, honestly, even if they have, let's say they have Clinton Dix at 20 and B4 to 25, I'd still probably take Clinton Dix just because of how badly they need a playmaker back in the secondary with length and with size. And it's the kind of revolving door that they've had ever since Dawkins left. So um, I think I'd be partial to the safety in that in that particular stance and then trying to get the pass rusher in the second round since I do think a guy like Atauchu or D Ford or perhaps even Marcus Smith could be available at pick 54, which is where they will be picking in the second round. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go secondary with the safety on that one if, if uh, posed with that scenario. And wiping that kind of scenario off the board, let's just say, uh, you know, it's an open board. Mike, what's your dream scenario at 22? Calvin Benjamin. Yes. Yes. Dan, what's your dream scenario at 22? Uh, dream scenario at 22. Probably for Dadavian Clowney to fall all the way there. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's not an option. I don't have an imagination, uh, Dan. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, if you guys say so. Um, honestly, I, I love, I mean, Calvin Pryor would be my dream scenario at 22. I think he really fits in well with what, I mean, just like even when I'm watching Marcus Smith, Calvin Pryor just kills people. He's so much fun to watch. I don't, you know, it's it's hard to judge his, his coverage ability. It's about seeing the all 22, but you can just—he's the kind of long-rangey playmaking safety who I really, who would be a lot, who I think would be a perfect fit for us at 22. So, you know, if we're going ideal there, certainly Calvin Benjamin wouldn't be that would would be nice. But I do think that there are bigger. I do think that you can get a bigger functional wide receiver who can slide in and be a good player for you in the middle rounds, whereas I wouldn't be so sure about that when it comes to a long-rangey kind of playmaking safety. And uh, just as we're wrapping up here, guys, Mike, is there anybody else that we haven't mentioned that must be on the airwaves? Must be on the airwaves. Hmm. <laughs> for the Senior Bowl? or just For the Senior Bowl in general, anything that you, know, you don't think anybody's getting enough, uh, enough action, enough credit here? Thus far, I mean, he's not at the Senior Bowl, but you know, I would I treat him in my heart like he's a senior, Jason Barrett, he's cornerback TCU. <laughs> I'm eager to see how his. We talked about length before. I, I'm wondering how long his arms are. I'm not. I'm doubting they're going to be that long, but I'm hoping that he surprises us and uh, his athleticism outweighs his size. And hopefully, the actually that would probably be my dream scenario if he fell uh, to 22, which I don't think he will. So. Uh, I got a few other guys. I'll stick with the Senior Bowl, but uh, Mike's not going to like this because I'm going to go quarterback here. But Uh-oh. Logan Thomas is someone who, who I've talked about on Twitter. I know the taste is inconsistent; it can be maddening. But you see some of the throws that he makes, some of the sticks. I mean, this guy's got real arm talent. He's got real good velocity on his ball, and he throws some of the prettiest deep balls I've seen in college football. And I mean, you know, you can't teach six six two fifty, and you're going to have coaches who are like, I can't teach what he's got. 
I can teach what he needs to learn. Um, and he listen. He, you you have a camp. You have a poor poor man's Cam Newton right now, and you have the upside of Cam Newton. They have very similar. I mean, physical profiles, playing styles, strength, weaknesses coming out of college, and I just he's got he's a guy that I think going to end up going on day two, and it's just a matter of where did you know? I think the Eagles are going to draft a quarterback. It's just going to be where, and um, you know, when you have this kind of ta- when you have a guy with that kind of physical skills, he's very much the lump of clay who a coach is going to look at and say, I can you know I can mold him into a franchise quarterback. So, and he's someone I like him. I, I do. I don't. You know, I don't think it's a first-round pick or anything, but I do like him a lot, and I like his upside. Real quick on Logan Thomas, do you think there is? I mean, do you think there's a possibility he goes day two? Uh, yes, I do. Wow, Mike, do you, Mike, do you agree with that? Uh, I would ring the bell on that one. I don't, <laughs> I don't see. I, I think he's going to be a fourth or fifth-round pick. Um, you know, I've got two guys at the Senior Bowl right now that I think are playing better than him at the Senior Bowl: David Fales and Jimmy Rapopolo. Uh, <laughs> uh, that I think are, are probably better fit for day two than he is. But, you know, I mean, I see what Dan sees as far as upside. I think he somebody's going to get a gem in him because so many people have talked down about him. I don't think they realize how good this kid could be with a little bit of coaching, especially a guy named Chip Kelly coaching him. He's, it's perfect. He's the perfect candidate to take and make him sit for a year and learn. And what better place to do that than in Philadelphia where Nick Foles is going to be your quarterback next year, but you're – you know, you're not sure how he's going to perform. So, is and he, think, think about it. We really agree. I mean, is, Cam Cam Newton would be the perfect quarterback for Chip Kelly's offense in certain senses. You know, and it's it's just something to think about, something to wrap your mind around. Um, and I also, I've actually, I, I know that the Eagles have been talking to a lot of inside linebackers down at um, Mobile, including Women uh, Women Barrow. He's um, he's actually the guy who wears number 18 for LSU. Took it from Benny Logan, but um, another guy who I've you know who I've loved. Very since early on in the draft process is Jordan Zumwalt, who uh, he plays to hurt people. Yeah. He plays with an insane passion and intensity, and he's actually coaches. He's laid some huge hits down at the Senior Bowl, and people have taken notice. And coaches actually had to ask him to tone down his aggressiveness <laughs> during practice. So uh, that's the kind of guy he's. He's insane, and that's the kind of guy you want on your team. And I, you know, Michael, tell you anybody who's talked to me since October will tell you that I've just been raving about this guy. Um, six four two thirty. His, he came in with shorter arms than you might expect at 31 and one eighth inch, but then again, so did Zach Ertz, and you know it looks like he's going to be pretty good. So, and I think you know no matter what happens, I think this is probably Demico's last year, and they need to find someone who they think can be the inside linebacker with uh, with Michael Kendricks moving forward. So that's a, that's another another one to keep an eye on. And then there's also Christian Jones from uh, from Florida he's State. He's a big boy for a linebacker, man. Yeah, he is. Well. well yeah, I like Kel- I like Kelvin Smith. The problem is, I just if he's really dead set on playing linebacker, he's just not going to fit here, and I don't think he's going to fit anywhere. I really do think he needs to be a safety kind of hybrid type. But Christian Jones is a guy who can play every linebacker position. He can also get down and rush from three point stance to the four three defensive end. He's the kind of guy you can move all over the place, and I um he's got size, length. He's really somebody who I think would fit well with the uh, with the Eagles. Um, perhaps as a second or third round pick. So he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Awesome. Great stuff, guys. I mean, this is just one of the first additions that we're going to get into here. The Senior Bowl is our first cup of tea. 
Uh, there's many more uh, shows like this to come. In fact, we're going to try and do these every Sunday just to kind of go through things, go different through, uh, you know, different scenarios. And, of course, we'd all like to hear from you. So if you want to check us out on Twitter, at BGN underscore radio, all your draft questions. Of course, you can see uh, Mike K at Mike underscore E underscore K. And, of course, Mr. Dan Klosner at D. Klosner and of course me at John Barchard. I'm not going to really fill you in on anything. I'm just going to ask these guys what they think because there are draft experts here and we appreciate uh, them taking their time. Uh, but that's going to do it for the first episode of this uh, these draft specials here and hopefully you will catch us uh, within the coming weeks and definitely with the Senior Bowl report after this weekend. For Dan Klosner oh, sorry go ahead buddy. One last guy Shaq Evans from UCLA the wide receiver. <laughs> keep, an eye, keep an eye on him. I like him too. This this guy, he uses up all the inside linebacker time, and then he wants to, you know, what if I want to talk about Chris Borland, who has no shot of being drafted by the Eagles, but rushes from the outside at 5'11". What, what if we want to talk about that guy? Huh? Yeah, what if you? But too bad, we're out of time. Oh, my gosh. Well, and for everybody here, thank you so much for listening right here on BGN Radio. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. BGN Radio.